Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. We are so glad you are here. We all made it in this winter wonderland on February 1000th, I think it is. So we are excited to be worshiping here this morning. And I was just thinking and praying this morning about how we truly are hungry to be with God and community to be here this morning. And I am so grateful for that. If you have never been here before, the service is our gift to you. We are so excited to welcome you in this place. And whether you've been here one time or a thousand times, we are just excited to gather, to worship, and to sing of all God has done and all he will do. So if you would, would you stand with us? And I'm going to begin us in some prayer and some song this morning, so let us pray. God, you are good. It is good to be in your house this morning, Lord. And thank you, thank you for getting us here safely, Lord. And we just declare that and pray that for all people as they gather this morning. God, we know that um, on this day, we have brothers and sisters and family and faith gathering all over the country and the world, declaring that you are good, God, that you are a good dad to us, that you are a good God and Lord, that Jesus is the Lord of our life. And we are just so grateful to join that song this morning, God. We join the song of heaven in singing, holy, 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 Lord, that you are so holy, you are so good. God, so we declare that this morning. And Lord, we lay everything at your feet, whether the good, the bad, and everything in between, so that we can just come and be near to you. Lord, come into this place. Come into our hearts. We pray all these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen, amen.
Good morning. Welcome to Living Waters, you hearty individuals. I may have made a comment in the last couple weeks about the Tundra games, and we are going to embrace winter, and we're going to teach winter who's boss. I do accept responsibility for this. I'm so sorry. I hang my head in shame. Okay, so that being said, we are in full-on battle mode now. 
battle mode. The, the games will go on. We have the chili cook-off. Right now, mine is the only one in the kitchen as the entrance. I think my competitors were intimidated by this, but, oh, I, I think I heard something. Oh, Chad is probably gonna run home and get his, but. So there is chili to keep you warm. We are gonna go out, we're gonna have some fun. We might shovel the sidewalk or, you know, just kidding. I do have a special announcement though because somebody is uh, participating in the Die Hard battery test currently in the parking lot. If you are the proud owner of a black CRV with the license plates VANTPL8, you are the winner and you might wanna run outside and turn your car off. Lights, your lights are on, I'm sorry. Your lights are on, so if that is you in a black CRV. We have a lot of other things going on here at Living Waters. Starting today, tonight, if you receive a phone call from one of the youth of Living Waters, they are going to be selling stocks to support their uh, mission trip coming up this, uh, this summer in June. Um, they will be making phone calls to all the members of the church and your support for this is greatly appreciated. So if you do, if you do get a phone call from a strange number this evening, it would likely be from the Living Waters youth. So just so you are aware of that. Next Sunday, we have the pizza with the pastor here at Living Waters. If you're new to the community, new to Living Waters, um, wanna know more about the church, you can sign up on the tab. You can tear this off. There's a sign up spot on the tab in your bulletin. And with that, I think I'm gonna bring Doug Merch forward. Where is Doug? There he is. How about now? There we go. Jeff, push the button. <laughs> okay, let's start over. My name is Doug Merch. Uh, the last several years I've been working on our expansion team. Our expansion team was formed back in 2015, 2016 uh, to take a really serious look at um, doing an expansion to our building. We've been through one capital campaign. Uh, we're in the second of three years on that, or just finished our second year, I should say. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, at the annual meeting this uh, earlier this month, we approached the congregation again about maybe renewing the ability to do a capital campaign. Uh, this last time around, we've raised a lot of money. Uh, we've really been focusing on uh, debt reduction and being stewards in that manner. Um, so now we want to restart things and really get going again and start working on a building because we know that our work is not done yet. Um, I am happy to announce that at the annual meeting that was unanimously approved. Um, so we've re-engaged our consultant, Kairos. Um, Kairos is a team of people who come in and really help uh, congregations with stewardship and planning and capital campaigns. Um, so our, Tim, our representative with Kairos, is going to be up here on March 4th as we begin that process. The first step in that, and the reason that I'm up here giving an announcement this morning, is we are going to be doing what they call a mission assessment profile or map. So if you hear some of us talking a lot about the map, that's what we're talking about. What it really is is a survey of the congregation that asks what are we doing well, what do we need to do better, what are our strengths, and what are some concerns that the congregation has. Really try to hit all four of those points. So we'll be talking about that in the next couple of weeks with the idea that we'll be sending out electronic surveys and we'll also have paper surveys available probably in the March 24th, 25th, late March timeframe. Uh, so we'll be meeting with Tim to firm that up on March 4th. Um, if you have any questions about uh, the expansion team, capital campaign, things like that, please come see me. You can talk to Pastor Dan, he'll get you to me. Um, but yeah, we're just really excited to get going again and re-engage with all of you and have a good conversation about that. So thank you. Thank 
Doug, that, that is just such a gift. And God is leading us, and God has been leading us for the 13 years that uh, Living Waters has been serving God. Um, and if you are new here, or whether you've been a part of uh, us that entire time, we are so grateful for all of you. And we want your voice. That is the most exciting part of this process, to listen together, to pray together, and to ask God to continue to guide us. But it is a gift for you to be um, <laughs> coming out in the elements to be with us and to praise God. Um, and in a few moments, we are going to, um, together, we're going to worship God with our gifts of tithes and offerings. And the only way we can serve God is, is by doing this together. So thank you for anything you honor us with tonight, today. Um, we'd also love to turn your attention in, to two things. First, the connection cards that Jeff lifted up. There's some ways that you can connect deeper in faith, that you can sign up for things on that connection card. Um, but on that bottom, there's, there's prayer requests. We want to pray for you. Um, and every week on Tuesday mornings, the staff lifts up all the prayers that you honor us with. Um, you'll, you can tear that off and put it right in with the offering. And we'd also love for you to check in. For every two check-ins, uh, we provide a meal um, for a child around the world. So those check-ins make such a difference. And it's amazing because new people have been connecting with us because of just your check-ins. Because they've said, hey, I, I, I saw friends that are there. And they're putting that. They're putting that on their connection cards or telling us when they're um, stopping at the welcome desk as, as new people. So we're, we're so grateful for that. So let's take some time right now um, just lifting up whatever's on our hearts to God during this time of offering. Let's pray, can we? <laughs> God, thank you so much for right now. Thank you for the people that you've gathered to praise you. And God, remind us that you're with us every moment of every day. But especially reveal yourself right now. Help us to hear your voice during this time. Help us to hear your promise that you have, um, not just for others, but for us. And Help us to praise you. God, we lift up these offerings to you. May this time, may every moment be dedicated to you. May these financial gifts be given to you so that your word can just be made so strong, especially outside of these walls. And all God's people said, amen. And with that, I invite kids to come on up. It's time for children. <laughs> I like your dance moves. Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad you guys came out in the wind and the snow. Good morning. Okay, I have a question I want to ask all of you, and you don't need to raise your hand and answer anything. You can just shout it out, okay? What is your favorite food? My favorite food is... Pickles? Pickles. Pickles? Bagels? Uh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese? I was waiting for mac and cheese. What about pizza? Anybody love pizza? Yeah, okay. 
um, what about, do any of you guys like cauliflower? Oh, no. What about salad? Me. A little bit, a little bit of salad lovers. Uh, what about oysters? You guys like oysters? Oh, I'm getting some like looks like, tomatoes. what are you talking about? Tomatoes, well, that's good. What about, um, do you guys still eat baby food? No, no, why don't you eat baby food anymore? Because pa my pack is baby. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't, oh, that's, yeah. Well, we don't eat baby food because we're not babies anymore, right? No. No, I'm getting, yeah, I'm telling you guys, I'm getting some crazy looks, like, what in a baby food? Um, well, when we become Christians, we accept God into our heart, um, the Bible tells us we're actually born again. Um, so it's kind of like we're baby Christians, okay? Baby Christians. Um, so we, we start out small, and we eat little, like, baby foods, right? But we can't stay babies forever. Um, nobody probably wants to eat strained peas for the rest of their life, right? Yeah, ugh, no, probably not. <laughs> um, so, and spiritual food is going to help you grow just like regular food is going to help you grow, okay? So, you can't stop learning about Jesus after you accept him into your heart. You have to keep learning about him. What are some ways you can keep learning about him? Got a quiet group today. Maybe um, spend time in prayer, right? Go to church, read the Bible. Those are all lots of ways, lots of ways we can keep learning about God, right? Uh, Okay, you, do you want to tell me the story in the preschool room? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, um, I just want to challenge you guys all to not get stuck in the baby food stage. Because if you're stuck in the baby food stage, you're not going to keep growing in your relationship with God, okay? That sound good? He doesn't like baby food. <laughs> all right, will you guys pray with me? Yeah. All right, dear God, dear God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Please teach us to walk. Please teach us to walk in your ways. In your ways. Amen. Amen. All right, preschool can come with me. The rest of you can go back to your families. Thank you. And I invite you to stand as you are able as we hear God's word from one of the four accounts about Jesus' life, one of the four Gospels. This is from the Gospel of John. Now Jesus, in the very beginning, he calls regular people, ordinary people, to come and follow him. And so he comes to the seaside. He asks Peter and James and John and Peter's brother Andrew. And now he's about to call some others. The response here is such a beautiful one, and I, I need you to hear this today. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip, and he said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from a town called Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, who had already been called. Philip found Nathanael, his buddy, and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Come and see. That's what Philip's response is to Nathaniel. Now, today, I, I think this is such an important moment for all of us. You see, we've been in this teaching series, and it's called Reset. To hit that button. To go back to the basics. And I think it has everything to do with what Philip is telling his friend. He's saying, come and see. So let's, let's look at that in a little deeper way today. Because I, I think truly maybe, maybe God's inviting you to reset and to come and see today. So in this, Jesus has called people to follow him. And this is crazy. They do it. And, but this, this exchange between two friends, Philip, who's already had an encounter with Jesus, and he's all in. So he tells his friend Nathaniel about Jesus. He says, this is the Messiah. This is the one we've heard about. And you get the chance to follow him. And uh, he's like, and he's from Nazareth. 
And it's almost like Jesus just said, he's from Wisconsin. Yeah, dirty, terrible. His response is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, maybe some of you have forgotten, but your pastor, I'm from the great state of Wisconsin. It's, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, I say, can anything good come out of a place like Wisconsin? Well, yes, there can. For example, there's Wisconsin cheese. It's legend dairy. Thanks, thanks, yeah. Aren't you glad you came out in this weather for that? Um, also, we're, we're, we're known around the world for our cranberries from Door County, and Door County itself is amazing. Also, check it out, Les Paul Guitars. Les Paul was from Waukesha, Wisconsin. And so the guitars are Wisconsin-made, which is sweet. Also, Kugels, Paps Blue Ribbon. Some of those beers are there, too. And, of course, we all know the... What, uh, I, <laughs> Phil? God still loves you. I don't right now. <laughs> Yep, the green and gold Packers. Can anything good come out of Wisconsin? Well, sometimes I know I like to razz you. I feel like heckling is a spiritual gift that God's given me, and you give it right back. And sometimes people say, can anything good come out of someone from Wisconsin? And I'm like, come and see. Just come and see. You know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but Christians have this, we have this way that sometimes if people don't look the part, if people don't act the part that we think that like should be followers of Jesus, we uh, have this tendency to judge. You know, a few years back, I, was, I must have been a trendsetter because I shaved my head like 20 years ago. I'm like, I'm beating Mother Nature to the punch. And uh, I was sitting in Easter next to my pastor for Easter breakfast in my home church. And some newer people, this guy comes up to me and he literally was kind of scowling. I'm like, this is awkward. And he came up to me. He's like, you some kind of skinhead or something? I'm like, no. Um, I, just, I, I just shaved my head. God loves me. And he's like, happy Easter. He's like, okay. But I felt like I felt judged immediately. Like, can anything good come out of someone with a shaved head? And, you know, for those of you who know, I have tattoos. Sometimes people look at me, especially when I've told them I'm a pastor, and like, really? Y you? And it almost sounds like, can anything good come out of someone like that? Have you ever felt that way in your life, judged? Have you ever felt like, I don't look the part, I, I haven't been acting the part? Um, and sometimes even well-meaning Christians do that, like, like Nathaniel. Can anything good come out, of, come out of you? Philip's response is so beautiful. Come and see. Check it out for yourself. And when people, maybe, maybe if they do have that, maybe if I don't fit the mold as a pastor, um, I, I'm not saying come and see me. I'm saying come and see who I hope to, to, for you to meet, and that's Jesus. Um, you know, but there's one thing about, about talking about God about studying about God, about hearing about God, and it's quite another thing to actually come and see, to actually experience God. You know this, right? It is so different. My kids have been talking about they want me to take them to Disney World. And you know what would be really fun? If I said, okay, kids, and then I just print out a large picture that just shows Disney World, and I'm like, kids, this is what Disney World is like. And I tell them about Mickey and Epcot Center, and I show, and I show pictures of the rides, and I tell them about the food and the fun and the, the costume characters. It's not the same talking about Disney World as actually taking them to it, right? They're, they're not going to love their dad more for that experience. They want to experience it for themselves. They want to come and see. I think as followers of Jesus, it's so easy to talk about God, isn't it? To study about God. In fact, when we um, offer them, like, like my fiance is offering the Bible study right now. We, you sit down with the Bible. You read it. You ask questions. And then, then it's called a Bible study. Not experience. No, a Bible study. 
And I think sometimes we also come to church and we're like, I just want to hear about it. And I just want the music to come to me. Um, almost like consumers, like spectators. Jesus, maybe today, is saying, I don't want you to just hear about me. I want you to truly experience it. Now, there's moments in my life that, you know, I, I, I can tell you about it. I can describe what was going on, but you, you didn't quite experience it. You know, one time um, when I was little, I was like five years old or something, um, I, uh, my church, my home church, they, they had us do balloons. I was five. And I still remember this. It sunk in. And what it was was we took a postcard and we wrote our name on it and we put our phone number and we said, wherever you find this, call us and let, you know, let us know where the balloon landed. We stuck it in the balloons and we blew them up, right? Real simple, maybe you've done it too. And I remember after that, we, we walked to our home. We were going to release it in our driveway. And the day was so much different than out here. It was actually above zero, if you can believe that. Um, the winds weren't 50 degrees. It was a nice spring day. It was beautiful. I can still hear, seriously, I can still remember the birds like tweeting so loudly. I can still see like the clouds and how blue the sky was. And my parents were like, okay, Danny, you know what you need to do now? You need to release the balloon. And I was like, what? I can't do that. And they're like, yes, you, you have to. This is, that's what this experience is about. It's about releasing the balloon, letting it go, and then we'll see where it goes. I'm like, oh, because it was so cool. I got to do, I got to do this, and it was so fun, and I just watched it. And finally, with their help, I let it go. And I watched it sail, and the wind picked it up and blew it, and I kept watching and the sun was on my face. I could just feel its warmth. And I could see it, and I remember it felt like hours. You could almost barely see it. It was, and then it was gone. It was an experience. Just releasing that balloon. But you know, it was fun. And I think what really helped me is, you know, with the balloons... Last time I popped this, actually, on Wednesday night, loudly, at my dad. Um, the best part of being a five-year-old. We represent the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. Yeah, a little. It's really fun. And I can say Jesus loves you. I mean, as a kid, putting helium in was the best! Yeah, that whole experience was great, but that is probably what I remember the most. And releasing the balloon and getting that helium in, it was in me. And you could tell, couldn't you? You could tell instantly that how I'd release that balloon just now, you could tell from my voice, right? What if God wants the same thing for us? Now, I don't know what you're carrying today. I don't know. I don't know what's dragging you down. But what if God is saying today, come and see? experience me. Now, I'm gonna, we're going to watch a video. And I, and I want to warn you, it's, it's a bittersweet, kind of hard one. Um, it's about some people who had quite the experience. And I think it has a lot to do with releasing the balloons. Let's watch that. Dear Elliot, right now you are two months from being born. We just found out that you have trisomy 18, also called Edwards Syndrome. Doctors tell us that you won't likely make it to birth. Your mom and I are praying against that. We're praying for healing. We are praying for nothing less than a miracle. You're our first child, and the day of your birth couldn't come sooner. Dear Elliot, you were born today weighing in at six pounds. You are already a miracle to us. Your mom is doing well, and it looks like we'll be hanging out here at the hospital a little longer. Dear Elliot, today you turned 11 days old. We are so proud of you. Today we celebrated your 11th birthday. In fact, we do that every day at 4.59, the time you were born. 
Dear Elliot, we've been home for a week now, so that's why you don't see your nurses anymore. It's great to have you home. Today I think we'll pack up everything and take our first venture out for coffee. Dear Elliot, I don't know if you've noticed, but you're connected to some tubes. The doctors say we have to keep these in so you can get oxygen to breathe. You are also fed through a feeding tube. We feed you every three hours and it takes an hour and a half to do it. We've loved learning how to best take care of you. We love it. Lots of people email, call, and send cards on your behalf. You're well loved. It's 11 at night right now and my feeding shift has just begun. Mom is asleep and the best part of my day has begun. My shift ends around 4.45 a.m. when your mom takes over. She cherishes her mornings with her boy. Today you turn one month old. I didn't know if I'd ever get to say that. To top off the day, 20 friends showed up at the door for a true surprise birthday party for you. They sang, brought balloons, and a birthday cake. It was beautiful chaos. At 2 a.m. this morning, your feeding tube came out. We had been warned this may happen eventually. We quickly realized we did not have a stethoscope, which was necessary to replace the tube. Since our neighbor was a nurse, I went ahead and knocked on their door at 2.30 a.m. They found their stethoscope, and your mom went to it. After much wrestling, praying, and your tears, the tube was down, and you were able to feed. Just so you know, your mom is my hero. Dear Elliot, you now weigh 7 pounds 3 ounces. You're growing and your food has been bumped up because of your good appetite. You continue to find new ways to steal our hearts. Dear Elliot, today marks two months of your life. Your mom and I are so thankful we know you. We know your face, your noises. We know that bath time and massage are your favorite daily activity. You finally learned how to suck your thumb by yourself. Because of Trisomy 18, you were born with clenched fists and being able to do this is actually quite difficult. Way to go, son. Dear Elliot, we celebrate your birthday every day with a picture. Lately, we've tried to get a bit more creative. Dear Elliot, I realize you can get frustrated with your tubes and your frequent congestion. Please know that your mom and I are doing everything we can to make you comfortable. Dear Elliot, well you tipped the scales today at 8 pounds 14 ounces, quite an accomplishment. You also have managed to grow a pretty decent mullet. Dear Elliot, we all got to go to a reunion at the hospital. I've never seen your mom more happy. The joy she felt getting to show off her son can't be described with words. In fact, she compared it to the way a mother would feel when her son becomes president or wins a Heisman or develops a cure for cancer. The logic of medicine says you shouldn't be alive, but you are. You are such a fighter. Dear Elliot, you have now passed the three-month mark. You also got your first cordless pictures taken today. No feeding tube, oxygen, or stickers. This was no small accomplishment, but we got it done. Have I told you lately that we are so proud of you? Dear Elliot, today you went to be with Jesus. An underdeveloped lung, a heart with a hole in it, and DNA that placed faulty information into each and every cell of your body could not stop God from revealing himself through a child who never uttered a word. Not a pulpit, not a slick presentation, not a best-selling book, but a six-pound boy with trisomy 18. God found great pleasure to take a lowly thing in the eyes of the world and show truth. At your funeral, we released 99 balloons each balloon representing a day of your life. How beautiful it was to watch. How quickly they were gone. And so today, we celebrate. Elliot, you are well. And although we miss you more than we can express, we're only separated from you by our time left on earth. See you soon, son. Mom and Dad.
99 days. And somehow, amidst their pain, and I, I can't imagine. But the gift that they chose over that was to see how God revealed himself through this precious gift. Now, they could have chosen to be bitter. His parents could have chosen to say, this is too much. And I think in some ways it probably was. But they also chose joy. And nothing symbolizes it more than those 99 balloons being released. I think about 99 days. Now if all of us, can you imagine all of us with every day of our lives, the thousands and thousands of balloons that would be present here right now. Now I think about my life and There's so many days, more than 99, that I think I've, I've been trapped. And maybe you have two looking backwards. Things weighing me down, things that I, I just did. Saying, I wish, I wish life was different. I remember that one day. That changed everything. I feel like I've, more than his whole life, I've wasted feeling guilty and ashamed at times. Maybe, maybe you have that too. And then there's those other days where I've looked ahead. Like if only this happens, then it's going to be good. Man, just waiting, waiting for the bad news, waiting for the good news, waiting for, the, you know, looking ahead and not, not looking to right now. More than 99 days. But then I come back to right now. What does Philip say? Come and see. Today that's what I think God wants you to do. Today's the day. Not to look ahead, not to look behind. Today's the day. To look at what God has in store for you. King David said it so well in one of his psalms. He said, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us turn to the one. Let us release the balloons. Let us come and see and experience that God is with us right now. That God is with you. And God takes such great pleasure in you right now with all your faults. With all your mistakes, God is just like those parents, Elliot's parents. God's saying, I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. And he wants you to experience it. It's like me as a five-year-old, release, just release those balloons. It was uncomfortable. It was hard for me. But you know what was the best gift? Someone called a few weeks later, a couple counties over, said, hey, I got this balloon in my, and I found it on my, on my farm. A new connection was made. What if God wants you to reset? What if God today wants you to just come and see his forgiveness for you? What if God today wants you to come and see that he loves you no matter what? What if God wants a new future for you? So today, let's do that. Let's release the balloons. Let's release the weights of things that are on our hearts. Let's let God just lead us. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. This day. The one with the 50-mile-per-hour winds. The one with the below-zero weather. The one with the sun shining. The one with us here. The one with us able to say, today's the day. I'm going to release the stuff that hurts. I'm not going to look ahead. I'm going to cling to you and I'm going to experience you truly today, God. Let's reset. Amen. Let's pray. God, you know what's on our hearts. Help us just to release those things that we, we just can't imagine being without the hard things things we struggle with, our fears, our guilt. Like Philip said, let us come and see that you have something so much more in store for us. 
And God, we waste a lot of time looking backwards or forwards. Help us just to release the balloons today, to choose joy over bitterness, to choose your love over our shame, to choose the life you have in store for us right now. Because this is the day you've given us. We love you. And all God's people said, Amen.
God, as we come to you, help us to know that you are good, that that's who you are. Help us to know because of that, that you've made us in your image, that we're good too, that we make mistakes, that we do fail you, but that you're all about redeeming us. You're all about bringing us to your love and your mercy to show us to reveal that you are the one that we need, that you are the one that gives us our worth. God, we pray for people who are hurting in any way, that are struggling in so many ways. And we lift up especially people that are struggling in the cold, that don't have homes. And we pray for places like Churches United for the Homeless, organizations that we partner with. And we pray that you can continue to make us uncomfortable ourselves to help us realize that there's so much that we can do to help our neighbors and our friends and those that need you most. But God, we pray for people that are in our midst, people to our left and to our right that need you today. We lift up Gerald and the entire Dresser family. And we pray for him as he gets to the end of his life. We pray that he and everyone can know your presence and your resurrection promise. God, we pray for Mia, who's struggling with RSV and pneumonia right now. We pray for her and for her family. We pray for Joelle, who's also battling pneumonia. So be with them, strengthen their lungs, and lead them forward. God, we lift up Amelia right now. And we pray for answers. We pray for her and for her entire family. Know that you are with them, especially right now, especially tomorrow. Please give them your wisdom, your insights lead them forward. God, for Amy and Noah, we pray for that move that's coming to St. Cloud and for all the changes that that'll entail. Be with them, bless them, help them to know that you're with them every step of the way. So guide us today. Help us to know that you are our Savior together. And all God's people said, Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a New Testament in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. I invite those who are helping with communion this morning to come forward. We'll have two stations today. And I just want you to know you're all welcome here. That's what we celebrate. It's God's grace, God's love. And he welcomes all of us. Way to run up to help serve. Yes, that's excitement. You don't have to run up to communion. But please know, ooh, good job, Tim. <laughs> but please know that I hope and pray that you can experience God right now, that you can know that he's truly here, that he's truly with you. And as you hear those words of promise, I think it could be a complete reset for you to say whatever's behind you, that you can release that right now. Well, like whatever is ahead of you, you can release your fears and anxieties about that. Because God wants you to know he's with you today, that he loves you today and forever. And that's what we celebrate here. If you have children that aren't receiving, please bring them to the middle. We want them to know Jesus loves them too. So come, you're all welcome today.
for being with us today. We hope you have a great rest of your Sunday, a safe rest of your Sunday. We'd love for you to come back, though. We are going to finish up our sermon series, and I, I think it's been a special one. This last one, though, might resonate. It's called Shoveling Out. <laughs> yes, just like that snow, what does it mean to actually shovel out, to get back to the basics and to see what God has in store for us? Also, just to be aware Lent is right around the corner. So a week from this next Wednesday um, is Ash Wednesday. We'd love to, for you to come for that 6 o'clock service and to start that Lenten journey um, towards the cross, 
and Easter. So that'll be a gift. And if you haven't seen it on Facebook, we're giving up something here at Living Waters for Lent. It's called Winter. Please join us with that. (laughs) But like us on Facebook, we are trying to inspire you to equip you throughout the rest of your week. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.